All Things Teaching, hosted by Teaching Treasures. Hi, and welcome to All Things Teaching. I'm Beck, your host from Teaching Treasures. This podcast explores all things teaching, learning, and education with authentic, passionate teachers just like you. Welcome to episode six of All Things Teaching. This episode is a little bit different. Um, it has me, Beck, as the interviewee, um, and I am joined by Jess from ins- Lead and Inspire Community, and she is actually interviewing me about all things teacher well-being. So we caught up a couple of weeks ago, and we actually did a um, Zoom conversation where she interviewed me about some questions to do with. Um, how I approach my life as a teacher and how I practice well-being. Um, she put this up onto her Facebook community and shared it. And I enjoyed our conversation so much that I thought I would share it for this episode. So it is a bit of a shorter episode this week, but the focus really is on how we approach teaching and how we make sure that we are looking after our own well-being. Obviously, teaching is a full-on job for those of us that are in it. We know that. For everybody else, uh, they tend not to think that as much, but we know how taxing it can be to have your head inside your teaching life all the time. So I share some tips and tricks for things that I do to try and pull myself out of that, um, as long as we have a little bit of a chat about, you know, um, practicing gratitude and those sorts of things. So I hope you enjoy this episode. It is week nine of term two in Western Australia and most of the Eastern states are in week 10. So we are almost there, everyone. Keep hanging on. I'm super excited for the holidays. I will be having lots of catch-ups with some amazing teachers to bring you even more incredible in conversations. Hope you enjoy the episode. All right. Good morning, Beck. How are you today? Good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Um, I always start off by just asking if you don't mind introducing yourself to the people that are listening. Yeah, um, I'm Beck. I am a primary school teacher, so I teach year three um, in a department like government school. Um, I'm in my third year of teaching, so still pretty fresh, still pretty new. Um, but yeah, loving it and really lucky to have my own classroom, which I've had since um yeah started I was very lucky to get a contract first year out um yeah I love inquiry inquiry is my passion um that I yeah one of those subjects you just love teaching that tends to be um my focus and yeah I'm really excited to have a chat with you today oh I'm looking forward to it as well and I think it's going to be a great way to see a different perspective of like basically a graduate teacher coming out so um so on that note how do you currently blend life with work um I'm definitely better at it now than I was in my first year yeah um my first year was it was hard like I was um in a pretty big school and I was out in a demountable so it's kind of on my own um and so it was a little bit harder I was you know the clean used to kick me out pretty mm-hmm. much every night like six yep. o'clock when leaving. <laughs> um so the work-life balance definitely wasn't as good then um I think learning like how to plan and how to 
you know, assess and like working like smarter, not harder. Like it's always my goal. Um, Definitely getting better at it now. Um, Doing things like I like to like stay at school for a little bit, but then give myself, you know, a time when I know I'm going to leave. And I don't tend to bring as much home now um, unless it's like things that I enjoy. So if I'm researching like a new inquiry topic or I'm looking for a really cool resource or something. So rather than bring home your marking and having to do those sorts of things that maybe you don't enjoy as much. Maybe some people do enjoy marking, but I'm not sure who they are <laughs> <laughs> or if they exist. We'd love to hear if they do. Um, but yeah, those sorts of things that I enjoy like doing at home um, and just trying to like remember that I always tell myself only I know what I was going to do. That's yeah. so like sometimes I get really like stressed if I've forgotten to do something or if I've run out of time and something doesn't get done, but only I know that that was going to happen. The kids don't know, the other teachers don't know, parents don't know. So just try and like, yeah, put too much expectations on myself sometimes. I just have to let those go. Yeah, now and then. I think that's such a good point because we get so caught up because we're thinking about all the things we have to do. We think that other people have the expectations on ourselves. Like, we have our own expectations. It's no one else's expectations. So if we can be kinder to ourselves and all of a sudden that releases the pressure. So, so it sounds like you've been on a bit of a journey already. Was there any defining moment where you were like, hang on a second, I really need to think about what I was like undoing in terms of staying late and getting kicked out by the cleaners and all that. So was there a defining moment or was it just a gradual thing, part of your learning journey? Um, probably more of a gradual thing. Um, mm. In my first year, I was working at a school. Um, so obviously I'm in WA, so working at a school um, down in Mandra and then living up near Perth. So my mm. drive was about an hour mm. one way. So that was a lot as well. So that took it out of me. And I just think in that first year, there was just like a little bit of burnout. Like I was knackered um, and that made it really hard. I'm lucky that my parents live around the corner from my school. I'd have sleepovers every now and then, so I didn't have to do big travel home. Um, But probably what changed it is I was very lucky at the start of last year, so the start of my second year, um, we built a house, so we were a lot closer to school. So I just kind of, in my second year, kind of fell into like a better routine. My commute's only like 20 minutes now, so like nowhere near as long. Um, And yeah, just got into that like better habits, better habits in my year last year so I've had a good 18 months of that now so yeah definitely feeling better about it than I was in my first year yeah fantastic and then like you have that philosophy of like working smarter not harder as well so I'm sure you remind yourself of that quite often (laughs) Yeah. yeah exactly This episode shout out is for Jess, who is from Lead and Inspire. So she's obviously the person I'm talking to throughout this episode. She has a community that she is developing. So their mission is to create a supportive community for educators where every person feels vibrant, enthusiastic, energetic, passionate, empowered. And even just from my short conversation with Jess, I really feel like she embodies so much of this. So they do workshops, online coaching, and lots of different things to focus on teacher well-being. So jump on over to her Instagram at Lead Inspire Community and give her some love. You mentioned that you love learning with um, through inquiry base, but what are some other things that you enjoy about your role? Um, 
you got to love all of it, I think. Like, really, if you don't, you know, like, yeah, make, I've got lots of friends that um, aren't teachers and they always just say, you know, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. And I do think that you have to love mm. teaching to want to want to do it. Um, so I love kids. I love, you know, yeah, interacting with them and all their little personalities. I really like year three because they're kind of in that middle range that they're a little bit more capable of what they can do. So I can kind of do, you know, more exciting, you know, real world sort of concepts with them. But at the same time, they still like you. Do want to be a friend? <laughs> Big year six, especially because I'm so short, and some of those like year six boys are taller than me. It's just not a good idea. I don't think I could be enough for a high school teacher. Yeah. Fact, I would, yeah. Um, I know. So I love, I love maths as well. Like mm. maths is good fun. I'm um, well, I was at the start of the year doing a bit of a um like maths like project um SciTech were running it and so they were coming oh, out cool. like, months, and like yeah we were going to workshops with other teachers and stuff oh um, wow yeah, really cool it was all about um teaching like through open-ended like maths um things and so different things like having large whiteboards that the kids work in groups and so it's this like group um work to like answer like an open-ended sort of maths problem and yeah it was really really cool but obviously coronavirus haven't been able to do as much of it hopefully we'll get back to it soon but yeah I've been enjoying getting more into like the math side of things as well yeah, yeah wonderful probably math, probably math and inquiry but then I don't mind English either English is fun <laughs> yeah and you're right it takes a certain person to be a teacher and you can certainly tell you're one of those people so that's beautiful uh, so those are the things obviously you enjoy what do you find challenging challenging I think I find like what the kids come with and not being able to um, change that. So I've got a couple of pretty tricky kids at the moment and just understanding that the way they rock up to school on a Monday morning, if they've had a bad weekend, if they don't have food, if they haven't eaten, you know, if something's happened, like I can't, I can't do anything about that. You know, obviously you can do something about it when they get there and, you know, pour in the love and stuff. But I think, I think, yeah, like the pastoral care, because we do so much of it now. Yes. I think that's probably the most challenging thing. And, you know, mental health, I've got, you know, like, yes, some kids that, you know, are quite down and all those things like no one taught us at uni. We don't, yes. you know, we didn't do any psychology units, you know, no real other than like child development and how they develop, but there was no real, you know, yeah, child psychology or anything. Mm. I find that really hard sometimes that with, the way of the world now and, you know, social media that the kids are involved in and, you know, especially like, you know, the news and the access they have to it and stuff that we're not, I just don't feel very well equipped for some of that stuff. Supporting sometimes. them with that. Yeah. yeah. So like, I'm lucky my leadership's really good. Um, and like, I've got support from them, but it's just hard in a class when you've got, you know, six or seven kids that all need so much more than just teaching. Teaching. Yes, yeah. definitely. Totally understand that. And then it's the taking that home with you and thinking about it of all these things that you can do them and, and can you do it and can you really fit it in and so on. So it's been able to switch off, isn't it? And knowing that you're doing the best you can with what you've got at that point in time. So yeah, I definitely agree with that. The heartstrings pull quite often, don't they? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So how do you maintain your own health and well-being as a teacher? 
Um, I'm pretty good this year. Um, like, and last year I'm going to the gym. So I was really lucky. A girl I went to high school with started up a gym and I needed like that level of accountability because mm. she knows if I don't go. <laughs> so obviously like go to like, you know, a different gym. And if you just don't go, you know, for a couple of weeks, maybe they don't notice, but so good. She'll message me and be like, where have you been? <laughs> accountability is always great. Accountability is awesome. Um, and because it's classes, so it's a certain time. So mm. I book in in advance and I know I have to leave school by that time, which is a good way to get me out of the door as well. Yeah, so definitely. That's been pretty good because, yeah, it's like, you know, nope, the gym's at 4.30. I can't cancel. I can't, you know, not, not show up. So that forces me to get packed up and head home from school, which is good. So, yeah, I think that's good. Um, I enjoy reading as well. So reading's a nice, a nice downtime. Um. And this year I'm getting married in December. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, no, you are. It's okay. We're doing <laughs> yeah, well in WA. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We are doing well. Yeah. Um, so that has been a really nice thing to, yeah. So Look when I'm, you know, to. having my downtime is, yeah, you know, just getting lost in Pinterest and, you know, spending time, yeah, spending time doing all of that. Just that's a different thing from, from school. Cause otherwise, you know, like school is my hobby as well. Like I do yes, love it. It's a good perspective you need to kind of switch off so that you're not working all weekend. Definitely. You know, I know people that do and they're into it and that's, that's completely fine, but I'm finding a bit of a shift where I'm like, yeah, no, I need, I I want a little bit of separation of, you know, non teaching related things. (laughs) Yeah. There's life outside of teaching. Like it it is a big part of our life, but there's, there's definitely life out there to be experienced. And also when you are outside of that and having a break from the teaching stuff, how refreshed are you when you get back in the classroom? Like I remember when I would be full time and then just have a weekend where I just didn't do anything. And then Monday morning, just that wave of energy was like, it, that's almost addictive in itself. So knowing that it's okay to step away from your teaching stuff, because it's always going to be there. And then when you get back into it, you're going to have way more energy than trying to just keep pushing it uphill. Yeah, exactly. And I'm um, like, because I have been having a bit of a tough time with some of these um, kids in my class. And I was chatting to my deputy about it. And I was saying that I'm trying to reteach my brain that because I might have had a bad day, like about mm. six hours with kids, or, you know, something's happened and it hasn't gone well with, you know, a particular student, that we're so lucky our day, our technically our work day finishes, you know, at three. It doesn't, need, doesn't mean the rest of my day needs to be bad, you know? I can yeah. go exercise, I can go see my family, you know, I can spend the night with my fiancé, like, trying to remove myself from just, oh, it was a bad day at school or it was a bad day for the kids, so then my whole day is, you know? That's right. We're trying not to, yeah, put my whole day on those six hours. Obviously, if it's a good day, then that's fine. But when it's been a tough day, like, you know, finishing at three and then saying, well, the rest of my day can still, you know, go well that's right we're in control of our own well-being and mindset so that's something that we do actually have like control of we don't have necessarily control of everything that's going to be happening in our classroom or school environment or even the outside environment but those two things we definitely have control over so um all right so last thing just to finish off do you have any recommendations for the current educators out there um probably just to be kind to yourself I reckon like I think that's such a big thing at the moment that we have all these expectations, you know, and like, especially with like the teaching Instagrams, obviously like um, I'm in that community and it can be really hard to, you know, the whole compare. So mm. the, I think the um, quote that comparison is the thief, thief of joy is yeah. really good. And over the holidays, I was like, yep, yeah, like, you know, saying it like as a mantra because it's so easy. 
And it's so easy to do it in everything, you know, in your day-to-day life, in your clothes or in how you look or, you know, even like planning a wedding and stuff like, mm. you know, and being happy with, with the now as well. I think it's a really big thing. We always want the next thing in life, you know, and so for me it was having a house and then we got a house and then it was, you know, being engaged and then we got engaged and now we're trying to enjoy the things that a couple of years ago we would have, you know, wanted like you know I wanted my own classroom and I wanted to be you know at a nice school and I have all those things so yeah stopping being just being grateful I think just yeah grateful and thankful for where you are in life and especially the moment that people are happy and healthy I think is yes definitely Jess and I go on a little bit to talk about my upcoming podcast, which um, I had only just launched when we had this conversation. So I have cut the conversation there, but I'm really hoping to have Jess on for a future episode so I can actually get some really um, insightful information from her and find out some more of her tips for teacher well-being through her Lead and Inspire community. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of All Things Teaching. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast so you can keep up to date with all the new episodes. Have a wonderful day.